0: Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. The last two unbeaten teams in the NFL fell this weekend. What's left of the top of the NFL's brass?
1: Big Brother Aaron watches from the sidelines as Zach goes against the Eagles in hopefully one of the greatest upsets of all time. We talked
0: a little IR before this weekend kicked off, and sure enough, we might have a lot more names checking into it. We'll We'll recap you on all the latest
1: news from Injury Central in the NFL. And Dak and the Cowboys going into the bye week on a high note on a wild, wild Monday night against the Chargers. All that and more as Sunday
0: Scares with Bucks McGee wraps up week six.
1: Welcome back to the week six recap on Sunday Scaries with yours truly, Bugs McGee, and the man on the other side, Nutmeg 2 Palmetto. Week six, week six. Nothing but fun and entertainment, I'd say. Fun and entertainment. And
0: nothing says fun and entertainment like popping some bubbly, and I think that's what the 72 Dolphins, they didn't have to wait too long this season to start cracking their bottles open.
1: Yeah, week six, man, kind of early. You were hoping. I think last year we went way into the season before this happened, so a little surprise, week six. But you know, sometimes it's good to take a, you know, take a loss early, kind of get yourself reset and start to prepare for that halfway point mark. So, I don't know.
0: Yeah, and I think that last year it was the Eagles, and they went eight and nine, and zero, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, they don't get that quite that far this season. They had a bit of a struggle bus game against the New York football jets. Uh, wow. They, they still were in it towards the end. And I think that's where the big topic of conversation lies with uh, this loss, th- this first loss for Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Uh, J- Jalen Hurts had two throws at the end uh, when they were trying to drive one that was intercepted, which I don't, he didn't have any business throwing. I think if memory serves correctly, they threw it a tr- triple coverage or something like that. And then, yes. and then the last-ditch drive, he just hums it downfield when they had uh, still a little bit of time left. They didn't have to rush anything. So, I mean, we've kind of talked about this already this season as far as Philly maybe being a little out of sorts. And it was this game, or at least the ending to this game, some concrete evidence that maybe Philly, or just Jalen Hurts specifically, is not quite what we're used to seeing.
1: I don't know what's going on in Philly when it comes to Jalen hurts. Uh, Yeah. Uh, The last couple possessions were, they were mind boggling. I don't know where he was throwing that ball. Uh, You had the first one. Yep. Triple coverage, almost a pick. And then you had, you know, the last possession, no reason to try to thread the ball between two, two defenders. No reason whatsoever. It's like they forgot the run game. Like, they had the game in hand. Why don't you run the ball? But I don't know what's going on with this offense. It just seems all out of sorts. There's just no cohesiveness. Nothing feels fluid. Jalen just looks out, Looks just not comfortable at all. So I don't know if it's the play calling. I would have thought they would have kind of kept the play calling the same or the play's the same, you know, even though – They've moved on from coordinators. There's no reason to change what worked for you. But the Jets just were hungry. The Jets had never beaten Philly in their history. They, this was, they were 0-12 lifetime against Philly. And the Jets are just scrapping, man. They're, they're playing for their lives. You know, the Jets truly believe that they still have a chance to do something this season, regardless of whether Aaron comes back or not. And they did it. They played hard and that defense showed showed up and the Eagles take the loss.
0: You know, it was pretty funny that we talked in the preseason, we were breaking down their schedule, and we said, Oh wow, this is a really tough start to to their slate. They could wind up three and three. Are the Jets are Jets fans going to be happy when three and three? And we were like, Oh, no, of course not. It's in New York. People are gonna be calling for heads. <laughs> but given how this season actually gone with Aaron getting hurt three and three actually somehow now it doesn't look good. And we're still kind of in the same position
1: that we forecasted in the preseason. <laughs> you know, they're like, all right, three and three, we'll take that with the Mel hunter. You know, the, it, it feels like every jets game is an adventure right now. It's like, you're seeing the growth of Zach Wilson, whether it's a positive or a negative, you're just, you're like watching it happen. And honestly, they, they believe in him you know i felt by this time guys would have been like you know what i'm done with him you know he's not the guy i can't do this you know let's just phone it in but they're sticking by him i I give them credit they are sticking by this kid and he's he's doing the best he can so if they can tread water and if aaron does somehow make it back who knows this might be a team that nobody wants to touch I still don't think Aaron comes back in time for the season. I just there's no way you can't rush that, especially if he definitely wants to come back next year 100. Can't rush it. If they're like two three games out of first, you just you let it lie. Just you know, if you're out of the playoffs two or three games, you just let it happen. Let Zach finish up. But right now, they're the best football team in New York. So hey, <laughs> you, you ride it out.
0: Yeah, he's kind of. I mean, he was on Pat McAfee's show Tuesday, and he was kind of hinting that they're ahead of schedule, but he was almost just giving dangling meat to the media on that one because he's like, oh, yeah, it still doesn't quite feel right walking around, but I can throw fine. Well, Aaron, your arm wasn't hurt. Your <laughs> arm, you should be able to throw fine. Your Achilles is what
1: hurt. <laughs> yeah, and I think people were worried about how Aaron was going to handle the the New York press when he got there, and he knows what he's doing. Yeah. So he's going to give them their little pieces because he really has done no wrong. Let's be honest here. You know, there has been no Aaron, you know, implosions or anything because there hasn't been a chance to four plays in boom, they're yeah. out for the season. So basically whatever Aaron says, they're going to grasp onto. So he's going to, he's going to play him like a violin.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, but at least it looks like he's kind of given Zach, you know, some, some positivity there, kind of being with them, you know, going through things and helping him through this. So, who knows? Maybe his switch goes off in Zach, and next thing you know, they rattle off four or five wins. Aaron Rodgers, the puppet master. Exactly. <laughs> you know, maybe he's like, all right, you know what? The kid's good now. I can retire. And then he walks off.
0: Yeah. Um, do you? So let's judge Zach Williams. Zach Williams. Zach Wilson's body of work. We, I mean, we, we've poked fun at him a lot this year, but and that Patriots game looked like that could be the breaking point. Um. Mm-hmm. But, when you think about it, so he had this Chiefs game, which they lost, but he played he played very, very well, played well mm-hmm. against the Broncos, played well in this game against Philly. So now all of a sudden, do we have to stop the the mill Funner jokes? Well, I mean, we're not gonna stop calling him the mill Funner because no. that will that will live in eternity, but at least far at least as jabbing him constantly week
1: to week <laughs> uh, i I guess you could. You know, he's, he's slowly gotten better, you know, week by week he's progressed. It helps when you've got a defense behind you like he does. Yeah. Um, But it seems like he's not making the mistakes that he once was. I think he kind of understands that, you know, Hey, I got to make sure I play right. I gotta, I've got to be able to do what I'm supposed to do. You know, I'm the quarterback. I can't make these stupid mistakes. If I gotta throw the ball away to live another down, then that's what I gotta do. Be smart with the ball. I've got a great defense behind me. I don't have to win this on my own. And I think that's the key. He's finally realizing hey, I don't have to do this on my own. Even though he was a high draft pick, you know what? Doesn't matter anymore. Nobody believes in me, except for the guys that I'm playing with, and that's all that matters. So yeah, I think he's in a good headspace right now. And he just needs to take it, you know, one game at a time, build on, build on what he's done well and go from there.
0: The other uh, reason the 72 Dolphins have to pop their bottles is, of course, the San Francisco 49ers. They took one on the chin this weekend, too. Uh, In more ways than one, not only do they lose a game, not only do they lose a tough, gritty game against Cleveland, the the Mm -hmm. Deshaun Watson-Less Cleveland Browns, mind you. (laughs) led by P.J. Tucker. Watson. Oh, yeah. uh, I wish it was PJ Tucker. That would be quite the that oh, would be right. quite the entertainment.
1: <laughs> Led by Mr. PJ XFL himself. <laughs> Can you imagine if PJ Tucker did play football? He could be good. <laughs> He'd be a good quarterback. he could hang, he could take a hit in the pocket. You know, he wouldn't flail around and cry and look for flags. He'd take a hit. That's
0: right. The anti Deshaun Watson, if you will. <laughs>
1: That
0: the truth. So poor Brock Purdy. He had to try and do this last minute drive all by himself mm-hmm. uh, because Christian McCaffrey, who has been all world this year, heard his oblique in this game. Debo banged up. I believe that was a shoulder, if I'm not mistaken. So they're mm-hmm. both out of the game, and he did actually drive this team down into field goal range. They missed. The, they they missed the kick, and is this kind of a reset that maybe okay? Let's knock the shine off a little bit, and uh, like you said, take a loss and reset. Because it looks like they're, it looks like Debo's not going to miss any time. CMC, this is an oblique injury. Historically, is something where guys miss one to two weeks, and then it kind of lingers. But it does. It looks like there's an outside chance he might even play Monday against against the Vikings. So mm-hmm. is this kind of like just? all right, shrug this one off, wipe your brow, and uh, count your lucky stars that we're, that we're not going to be missing our two offensive stars.
1: Yeah, like I'm not, you know, like you're not going to sit there and you're not like, oh, my God, this is, you know, San Fran's falling apart. That's it. There's, you know, that's worry right now. No, you took a loss. Like it was going to happen. Like it wasn't like they were, everyone was sitting there going, oh, they're going undefeated. Like there wasn't, that wasn't going to happen. There's always those games that you just lose. It just happens. And it just happened to be in Cleveland. Um, Cleveland's defense was solid. You know, they just, they played, played smart, played hard. The game plan was good. And yeah, when you lose CMC and Debo, yeah, it affects anything. But like you said, he led them down the field to, you know, in the scoring position. It wasn't like that he went four and out real quick and that was it. You know, it wasn't anticlimactic. He did his job. He let them down into field goal range. That's what you ask your quarterback to do. You know, whether you're Brock Purdy, Dak Prescott, Matt Stafford, you're you're asking that guy to lead him down and get in scoring position. And he did that. Now, anyone will tell you kicking in Cleveland's kind of tough because of the swirling winds and such in that stadium. It's tough, you know, but you're a kick excuse me, you're a kicker, you get paid to, you know, hit those kicks. You just gotta do it. So, no, there's no shine off of Brock Purdy. He wasn't gonna be like, you know, an undefeated quarterback forever. So, you know, they take the loss, you know, take it on the chin, say, all right, let's figure it out. Everyone get healthy, and you move on. I, I
0: got a kick out of uh, – I, as I was leaving Casa de Bucks McGee this past weekend, I was listening to Sirius on the drive back to South Carolina. Uh, what, I forgot who it was. It sounded like it could have been Bill Pauline, but I wasn't sure who was uh, on the show. And he was kind of picking fun at ESPN uh, overreaction to Brock Purdy. They said last week you're talking him up like he's the next Joe
1: Montana. And then this was like, oh well, is he the quarterback to really build the franchise around? <laughs> yeah, like like why are people doing it? So he lost the game. It happens. Like he wasn't going to go undefeated in his career. Or like everyone's quick to say, well, he's a, you know, is it the he's the system quarterback? Is it the system or is it him? I think the guy is solid. Like, don't forget, he was Mr. Irrelevant. He was the last pick in the draft. Like, they took a flyer on him. Now, yeah, he may not have the big, massive cannon as other quarterbacks do. He may not be able to run around all over the place like other quarterbacks do. But he's a smart guy. He puts the ball where it needs to be. He doesn't make stupid mistakes. Now, I think any franchise would take that. No problem. No questions asked. I think some franchises would sit there and say, well, you know what? We'll take Brock if you don't want him anymore. Let's be real here. So I think there's no problems there. They took a the loss. All right. You know, it is what it is. They'll reset. Um, that defense is still all world. Let's be realistic. He's playing He's playing with a great defense. It's, it's like Zach Wilson's situation. Though Brock Purdy, I believe, is a little better than Zach Wilson. <laughs> You've got a quality top five defense behind you. You don't have to. You don't have to try to win the game yourself. Your defense will put you in a position to win. So that's it. If they end up, if he ends up winning two or three um, Super Bowls before his career is over, he doesn't care if you're calling him a system quarterback or whatever. He's going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he's not going to care. So that's just noise because everybody needs something to talk about. Let's be realistic because no one wants to talk about freaking Deshaun Watson anymore. The Jets are actually somewhat adequate right now, and no one wants to hear about the Bears. So let's find the next thing. Yeah, Purdy, he's not good. He's a system guy. They said that about Brady for years. And that's a
0: a funny term. Like you've said in the past, you don't like the term game manager. System quarterback is a funny one, too, because in theory, every quarterback needs a system that complements their skill set. Right. doesn't matter if they've got all-world talent or if they're – the Brad Johnson, Trent Dilfer type that are just Mm -hmm. in the right place at the right time with an elite team around them.
1: Right, exactly. It's rare that a team will literally implode all of the pieces for a quarterback to fit theirs. That'll change their system for that quarterback. It has to be a quarterback of, a quarterback coming out of the draft would have to be someone, all world generational talent for a team that says, okay, you know what, we're going to pick this guy. Let's change it all up. We're not going to, you know, if he's a guy with a cannon arm, we're throwing. If that team, you know, for years past, you know, depended on the run, if they've decided today, nope, that's who we're drafting, we're throwing now. Let's blow it up. No, you're, that doesn't happen. You pick a quarterback that fits what you've got. You know, you hope for a quarterback that maybe can, you know, fit in multiple systems, you know, that's what you want to say. But, yeah, like the system thing is is kind of ridiculous. The man doesn't turn the ball over. He's smart with it. Um, they put up points. Just leave Brock Purdy alone, man. He's a quality quarterback. If you don't want to say he's a top five, that's fine. I can see that because he doesn't put up the massive numbers. But hes I'd give him a top ten. I think he's a quality top ten or, at worst, just outside the top ten if you really want to nitpick his game.
0: Yeah. Well, we touched on the uh, celebration of the 72 Dolphins. Speaking of the Dolphins – Let's uh rip through some uh, AFC contenders and where they stand after week six. Miami mm-hmm. dug themselves a pretty big hole against the only winless team left in the NFL, the Carolina Panthers, 14-0. Uh, they did wind up digging themselves out. They won, they won by 20-plus. They did cover the point spread. And Raheem Mostert now has, I'm pretty sure, an NFL-leading 11 touchdowns. I think that's 11 total touchdowns. It's ridiculous, uh, <laughs> <laughs> unreal. Man. Now, what is? I mean, if if someone's just scoreboard watching, they're just looking at this game. They say, "Oh, Miami won big. They beat. They whooped up on the Panthers." Of course, they were to. They were going to whoop up on the Panthers. But based on how this game went, do you think there's uh, the Dolphins maybe have a little bit of Chiefs in the back of their mind where they're like, "Oh, we can just flip the light switch on. We don't need to take. We don't need to take bottom feeders seriously." <laughs>
1: I don't think so. I think um, I think what, what the coaching staff does there doesn't doesn't let them get too high on themselves. They just you know you got a hungry team that has not won. Like let's be realistic, they have not won. So you've got teams that are going to give you their best. You know it's Miami, this high flying offense which has put up a ton of yards and a ton of points. So of course teams are just going to open up the playbook and say whatever we can do to score. Now these may have been some plays, you know, we didn't see the game. They might have pulled out some stuff that Miami wasn't really ready for, you know. Or it's a situation where for at least you know some time the Panthers actually kind of showed what kind of potential they have. They just couldn't sustain it. That's you know because everyone was saying, hey, you know, people were possibly even giving Panthers a shot at the division. You yeah, know, that's you know so it was like okay we're just gonna plug veterans around bryce he's great and there you go doesn't work that way you know so no i think miami probably you know maybe was a little little shocked at you know the way they came out but they composed themselves and went on a run and there it is yeah it's miami man they're gonna put up points it's it's, yeah (laughs) you know and you know what i think in a way, it's good, you know, because it, it shows that Miami has the ability to take a punch from somebody, not panic, and do what they do. Continue following the playbook. Do what you got to do. Stay in your rhythm. And they know the points are going to come. So I don't know. Well, no problem at all.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Real quick on Monster before we move on. Uh, he is, of course, in his career, historically, a bit of an injury risk. Uh, mm-hmm. When when chans ready to come off IR – uh, assuming Monster doesn't get hurt, uh, yeah. Is, it does he? Does he? Pr- is he proving that he's still the lead dog on this team, or does Miami have to uh, kind of still keep with more or less keep getting the kids some some uh, lead back
1: carries? No, I think you've got to you've got to balance it out because you've got to think long term. Yeah, you know, you've had these six weeks where you know it's been fun and you guys have basically ran the ball down everybody's throat. And, you know, you've got two running backs that, you know, at any point could have three touchdowns each a game. Like that's great and all, but you've got to balance it out because right now you're seeing injuries left and right. And now, you know, they can handle the injuries because Mostert can, you know, take the take the brunt of the runs and say, okay, you know, we're going to rest the kid. You're the lead guy. But you also want to make sure that going into the playoffs or, you know, into the season, both guys are fresh. So I think what they'll do is they'll let the rookie take his time, come back, and then you may see the rookie kind of maybe take over a little bit. But no, I I think they'll still get close to the same amount of touches. But you know it might be a situation where one guy's handling the first and third quarter, and maybe the other guy's second and fourth. Uh, they'll keep them fresh.
0: Um, another AFC contender, Miami's principal competition in the AFC East, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, We didn't think this game was going to be much of anything (laughs) on Sunday night. Frauds. They're frauds. (laughs) Oh, you're
1: getting hot on the Bills, are you? Frauds. (laughs) Really? You let the Giants do that to you? with Tyrod Taylor? Literally? No, man. No, that's ridiculous. You're home. Like, literally, that you should have spanked the Giants beyond belief. And then at that point, you stand up and say, don't forget who we are. You should be up there pumping your chests, screaming. That place should have been on fire. And what was it? They were worried that they literally would have lost the game in the last five seconds. That's ridiculous. No, no, frauds. <laughs> well, they.
0: Uh, my 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 Eminem joke all season was: well, the real Green Bay Packers? Please stand up. But maybe I should have been focusing that joke towards the Bills. Will the real Buffalo Bills please stand up? Who are the real Buffalo Bills at this point? And they, really, they've only got the the Miami game that we can that that we can look at them in a positive light because everything else has been a game like this, a game they've lost, or a game they just whooped up on
1: someone completely inferior. <laughs> I think this is who you. I think this is who they are. Like, let's be real. You said it yourself. The majority of the games have been like this. There hasn't been a game, like outside of the Miami game, where you're like, "Wow, Buffalo! Oh man!" Like, like if they were gonna have that game, it would have been against the Jags. Yeah, you know, like they need that game where it's like, "Wow!" Because honestly, at this point, the Miami game to me is an anomaly. Okay, you got to me. It's like you almost got lucky. Maybe Miami just didn't have it that day. Because Miami's gone on a tear, you know, with the, and they've put their, their foot on the throats of teams that have been inferior to them. There's no way that the Giants should have kept this close at all. No. You're telling me with all those weapons and everything, you can't stop the Giants? You can't on, stop Tyrod Taylor? <laughs> Seriously, Tyrod Taylor, Gimpy Darren Waller, and the hodgepodge of wide receivers – like, come on, man. Like, th- that's just ridiculous. And all the credit to the Giants, man. They stuck it out to the end. I'm not going to take anything from the Giants. They stuck it, man. They almost had it. That was a holding call, and everybody knows it. But, you know, the ref that literally watched the whole thing happen decided that it wasn't. Hey, I don't work for the league, but let's be realistic.
0: I think there were murmurs after Sunday that this was the worst officiating
1: re- week uh, on record. Oh, this was, this week was rough as all, man. Like, honestly, dude, about to get back to the gym real quick and get me a job as a ref, man. man. Hire me full-time, I'm there, man. I'll be throwing flags, I don't care. Ah, man, that was horrible. Like, like that Buffalo game really was – it shouldn't have ended like that. It really shouldn't have. But –
0: I'll make sure you've got some Sunday scary stickers you can start slapping them on every house. I'll slap them on goalposts
1: at every place I ref. I don't <laughs> care. I won't wear socks, they'll find me. I don't care, man. I'm all about it. But yeah, um Buffalo frauds, I am they, they don't impress me at all. They do not impress me.
0: <laughs> uh the last AFC contender to touch on quickly is of course the Los Angeles Chargers. They hosted the Cowboys on Monday night, and this game was a bit of a struggle fest for most of it. Oh I felt really Lord. bad. Really bad for Justin Herbert in this game. I didn't think like we'll, we'll get to the we'll get to the Bucks in a minute and uh how, how how Baker was struggling for guys to catch his passes, but Justin Herbert really struggled for guys to catch his passes.
1: <laughs> it's now the question is, you paid this man this money, right? You, you paid him a ton of money. You know, he's always been, you know, thought of as one of the, you know, young guns elites, you know, future elites of the AFC or in the league total. But are people not going to start questioning him? Because, you know, and you, know, you, you watch the game, and he, they'll show you even in the highlights. Um, there were some throws that he just missed. Keenan Allen was open on, like, Two beautifully run routes, and he just missed them. Totally just missed them. Now, I know it's Dallas, and you know, their line is is ferocious, and you gotta, you know, account for you know, Parsons and all that. But like this team with all the offensive power that it has just looks like it barely can put up 20 points a game. Yeah, you know, you have Eckler was back. You know, I'm thinking, all right, these guys are going to put on some points. I'm thinking it was going to be like a 38 35 game. Points all over the place, good time, and yeah, not not like it at all. So, the Chargers got to figure it out quick. You know, you got Kellen Moore there. You know, the O.C. there. You know, supposed to be able to come up with all these great plays and you know make Herbert look even better, but they're struggling right now. That defense is not going to be able to hold up like let's say a San Fran or or the or Philly.
0: It did get it did turn up a little bit in the fourth quarter, seventeen combined points. Both teams had a big fourth down stop in the red zone towards the end, mm-hmm. um, but uh, Dallas Dallas prevailed. C. D. Lamb had a monster game, and Dax Dax looking like uh, the 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 our, all of our jokes will have to wait at least another week before we resume ridiculing him. Um,
1: they head into he's the- got enough picks. You can still come up with one this week. It's fine. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's usually
0: never, there's usually never a shortage of making fun of Dak Prescott. <laughs> never a shortage of Dak jokes. Never. Um, they go to, head to the bye week now at four and two. So mm-hmm. how does that stack the Cowboys into this AFC picture, or AFC? Excuse me, NFC picture.
1: You know, you got. I I'll give Dak credit. He he played within himself. He didn't try to do too much. He actually used his legs a little bit you know some scrambling which i think you know he's kind of gotten away from earlier in his career mm. you know 4 and 2 man it's it's good you know you're only a game out from philly so you're you, you really can't ask for any more short of being tied or whatever you're 4 and 2 is solid you are right now you're the fifth seed in the league in the playoffs you know you, you're in the hunt now you you know kind of rest up you know enjoy the bye week you know and prepare for the stretch run you know it's I can't fault them. Their defense held up. You know, uh, uh I still think Dak needs, you know, needs to watch, you know, the picks and you know, trying to do too much. But you know, you got it out of win. You can't take anything from them. What what do you think is the biggest flaw in the Cowboys? Dak Prescott. So that's it. Everywhere else, boom. Everywhere I else think, boom. they have talent all over that team. Dak just needs to needs to play smart. Like, don't try to, don't try to force interceptions or force passes that they don't need to be. Um, use your legs. If you've got to, you know, you can move in that pocket if you got to run for a first or something like that, whatever, throw the ball away. If you got to, I think Dallas's biggest flaw is when Dak tries to do too much, he makes that untimely interception. And then at that point it's over. So, I think Dak needs to, you know, play smart, play within himself. Um, I think they still need kind of a bruising back. I really do. I think if Pollard gets hurt, that's going to be. A, I think you know. Yeah, you got rid of Zeke. I get it. It was time for him to go. But I think you find yourself a young guy who can kind of bruise, take some, you know, pressure off of Pollard. And I think they're in good shape. I think the run game is could be suspect down the stretch but you know we're not there yet you take your four and two and you enjoy it
0: yeah to me that would be their weakness uh to point out is the fact that pollard pollard is their lead back and he is very good but he has not looked as good running behind the line in a traditional lead back role he looked very good out of out of the backfield Mm
1: -hmm. but
0: their run game is a little one-dimensional to being more of a pass option than than a uh, control the game and uh, run down the clock.
1: Right. Plus, you know, their line has taken some, you know, has had some injuries, so I'll give them that. But they just, they got to be able to do, you know, do what they got to do. They got to be able to run the ball. And, uh, and I think, you know, when it's third and one, I don't know if you can keep running Pollard like that. Like, I don't think he's strong enough to take those hits for the rest of the season. So you need someone who can kind of Come in, bang, and bruise, get you, you know, those, you know, two or three yards when you need them. But again, Dak did what he needed to do, and a win's a win. There was a football game you and I attended this weekend. <laughs> and, uh,
0: I, like, you know what? Uncle Rico had given me enough, enough shimmers this season to think like he could. You know, be be the game manager. I know we hate the term, but be the game manager. Ride the ship. The defense is good enough. You know, Moss has been great. Taylor's getting his legs back under him. You know, maybe we'll stay we'll we'll stay above above water. And the Jags had been have been a little inconsistent this season, but mm-hmm. this game started out. We looked okay on the first drive, but then bad defensive penalties. Uncle Rico's throwing interceptions left to right. Uh, his uh, his return to Jacksonville did not go very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a couple garbage time touchdowns to, to make it close, but I mean, we wound up leaving this game half with the third just because the Colts were so unwatchable in this game. Uh, and now AR is likely out for the season uh, for to have surgery on on this busted shoulder. Uh, mm-hmm. So <laughs> I guess I guess I guess I just you know what. I, I, three wins was probably more, more than most people were predicting for us. So I guess I should just
1: be happy with that, huh? Do you sit there and say, you know what? The number one pick could be something special. Do I do I shoot for maybe the number one pick? No. um, Like you said, dude, I was drinking the Uncle Rico Kool-Aid. I was in on it. I was like, all right, because he felt like he had it. He, you know he pulled out some wins you're like all right they've got something here maybe they've got that whole no one believes in us except us thing yeah. we're gonna go into Jacksonville beat them and then everyone's gonna be like wow you know you know don't sleep the Colts but Uncle Rico decided nah I'm, I'm gonna make it a little tougher on myself and you know let's just let's just blow this out real quick you know it, it was rough you know the um Jags had Jags had some solid plays you know um T-Law looked good. Um, Their defense was – a couple of those interceptions were thrown right to those guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. It wasn't like, you know, they were pulling interceptions out of midair and crazy, you know, reads. Basically, Uncle Rico threw it to them. But at the end of the day, you know, Jags handled business and won. Uh, The Colts have to really kind of figure it out. I was hoping that it was going to be a little bit more run, a little more, you know, pass out of the backfield with both backs. But it just—it didn't seem like they used them enough. It really it's,
0: did. They did start out that way, and it just kind of went away, and probably just because they were in a hole. But
1: it, it did. But then there were a couple of plays where they were throwing to Taylor, and I'm like, why are you throwing to Taylor? Like Taylor can catch the ball, but he's not your receiving back. He's really not. So what, what's yeah. this going on? Like I don't know. I think they just figured, oh, we'll just do anything, and yeah, we think we'll win, and no, didn't happen. No, so. You lick the wounds, you say, okay, you know, let's figure it out and move on. Yep, AR is probably getting surgery. Now they really need to make sure um, that they focus on his recovery if he decides to go that route, which I think he will. And, you know, make sure that uh, that shoulder is ready to go because, you know, that's a number four pick right there. It can't just go all willy-nilly. No. Yeah, we cannot treat him like we treated Andrew Luck. Please don't. Oh, man. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, no, forget that. At that point, you just pick XFL quarterbacks because no one's going to to India at that point. Oof.
0: Hunch. Even Ben DiNucci will break my heart and and turn me down.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Ben will be like, nah, man, I'll play with the Orlando Guardians or whatever they call them over here. (laughs) Shout out XFL. Speaking of hurt quarterbacks, the well, Jags actually did get a
0: bit of a scare. Trevor Lawrence left the game early. Uh lower body injury, turns out to be a sore knee. Doesn't look like it's gonna be too serious or at least serious enough to have him miss any time. I guess we'll find more as the out more as the week progresses. But mm-hmm. I mean that's gotta be a huge sigh of relief for the Jags that they don't have to play the rest of the season with CJ Beathard.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. They probably were like, oh man, there it all goes. Um <laughs> So you know you kind of sit there. You know they said you know Neil was day to day. It you know he's had 40 straight starts, so he's been pretty durable so far. Uh, they'll they'll monitor it, and you know I think he'll be a go. But they may decide to maybe go a little more run next game to kind of just make sure he's okay. So but yeah, they've got they've got to watch it now because the way that division's panning out. They they could be the ones. I don't I don't know. It's still a little wait, little early to you know crown them the the division champs. But they need a healthy T law. If they're gonna really submit themselves as the favorites.
0: Yeah, uh, and well, all they need is one all they need is one little slip up, and next thing you know, Houston Texans might be sitting in first place.
1: Very <laughs> well could be, man. Houston's legit.
0: Um. We move on. We talk my team. We we'll move on to your team. The Bucks took one on a uh, bit of one on the chin this weekend. Uh The Lions Lions came to play in this one. Uh Mike Evans had a bit of a rough game. Uh, a lot of man balls. Can't, man
1: can't catch crap. You want <laughs> money? You better catch that ball, buddy. I don't get that mess, man. Baker throwing his heart out, man. You're over here complaining. You want money? You got to catch those balls, man. You got to catch, man. But you know what? The, point was we couldn't run the ball and this was this has been a problem since last year um if we can't run the ball the play action isn't going to work like it's just not going to work i don't care how much speed you've got you know because on the outside you know baker missed a couple guys especially on palmer on a couple deep throws if you can't run the ball they're not doing anything it's just fact so i think they really need to sit there and look at the run game um, if White's not the guy, then gotta figure out who it is. You know, but you can't turn it into a pass happy offense because they trade out with Brady last year and it just didn't work out.
0: Do you think um, that Detroit pulled out the same part of the playbook that Philadelphia
1: did? No, I think Detroit just played Detroit ball. I don't think Detroit has some kind of like special playbook or anything like that. I think Detroit just plays plays as well as their coach is. They play tough, they play hard, they they played with that chip that no one respects us. And now you have to respect them. You honestly have to say they're probably they are the third best team in the NFC. I think they're better than Dallas. Are are so are they still third? You don't think that with the inconsistency we see down to
0: Philadelphia, you think Detroit still has to take a backseat to both the Eagles and 49ers?
1: Right now, yes. Like I said, I think every year teams take, you know, you you take that loss that you don't expect to lose, and you do. But there's too much talent on that on that Eagles team right now for me to say no. Now, if the Eagles lose, you know, two out of the next three or if they start winning one, losing two, if they start, you know, kind of spiraling, then, yeah, no doubt the Lions are there to take – the Lions are ready to pounce. But right now, no. It goes – as of right now, if you're going to ask me today, I'm going Niners, Eagles, Lions. Okay. That's my top three in the NFC. I think um, the Niners are a more complete team. Yeah, it wasn't
0: all sunshine and rainbows for the uh, Detroit Lions. They've already had Jameer Gibbs, their star rookie, back banged up lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Montgomery left the game as well today, uh, shoulder, if I'm not mistaken. And yep. so now, this is a team that already kind of likes to throw it around and be, play a little pass happy, but mm-hmm. they do need that balance, and they do have two heck, two really good backs to balance that out. So, how will a potential banged up Montgomery on top of Gibbs's or Gibbs, Gibbs's current status, how how does that affect the next few games for them?
1: I think it's going to be interesting to see how how Jared Goff reacts to it because when you've got a run game and you're you're a decent quarterback, you look better than you you look better because there isn't that pressure. He's been actually able to just play and not have to be the focal point and have to be the guy like he was in, with the Rams. Like with the Rams, it was – oh, Rams lost, Jared Goff's fault. It was – Golf yeah. was front and center. In Detroit, he doesn't have to be that guy because there's talent all around him. They're guy – you know, you got, you know, Brown. You have Montgomery. You've got guys on the defense, you know, Hutch and those guys. You, you don't have to be the face. Like if you walk around Detroit, like I watched – um I was watching ESPN and they were talking about it. Like they've got like posters of the offensive linemen all over the place. Like they get more, they get more prep and more, you know, pub than golf does. And golf is fine with that. I think he likes the fact that he doesn't have to be the face. He can just sit back and you know play ball. But if Montgomery and Gibbs are, you know, rough in rough shape and can't perform, then yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna cause some issue. So I think golf is going to have to, you know, kind of sit back and say, okay, if my guys aren't 100 percent, I got to make sure I'm not making the stupid plays. I'm not trying to do too much. They're going to have to tweak the playbook a little bit, maybe a little short action. See what happens. But, yeah, they've got to get those backs healthy because when those backs are healthy, they are the third best team in the NFC, no doubt. Or maybe even better. But those guys have to be healthy. That, back to
0: tampa uh mm-hmm. they may have dodged a bullet because baker got a little banged up in there something going on with his arm but he did finish the game doesn't look like it's going to be anything that lingers uh mm-hmm. in the coming weeks but what what if that was serious is that like a collective gasp gasping for breath or is tra- was trash time not looking like such a disaster
1: no, I think right now you're six weeks in. No one would have thought that Baker would have played as well as he has. Nobody. I don't care who you are. Even us Bucks fans would have, are, are pleasantly surprised with what we've gotten with Baker, because um, you didn't know what you were going to get. Were you going to get the Cleveland Baker, where he was just going to run around and try to be the hero and just throw stuff all willy nilly, or were you going to get the Baker that played, you know, Carolina? For the Rams, you know, just you didn't know what you were gonna get. So I think, you know, with him coming out, you know, not not banged up a little bit, but not too bad, is a good sign. Um, I don't think a lot of people are 100% sold on on Trask. You know, kid's got talent, but I think what truly separates him from Baker is just that that command of the huddle. Like when Baker's there, you're like, all right. Baker Baker's gonna get down and dirty Baker's gonna bark Baker's gonna do whatever it takes to get that first down and until we see that from Kyle now he hasn't gotten a lot of play time either so that's in his defense but like he really needs that he needs to play in a game where he literally just lets it all hang out and then I think you know Tampa fans will appreciate him a bit more but right now I know Tampa fans don't have to worry about that Baker seems to be okay They really need to worry about the run game and to, you know, figure it out. Because if not, it's going to be six games, seven games may be the ceiling. You know, they got to be able to run the ball. end of the day, got to be able to run.
0: Now, there was a bit of a silver lining despite the loss. Uh, As we touched on already, Miami Miami wound up, despite the slow start, whooping up on Carolina. The Falcons dropped one to Washington and the saints fell on their faces hard and lost to (laughs) Houston Texans rebounding from their loss in the previous week. So despite Tampa's loss, they lose no ground with all three, all three uh, fellow NFC South participants also losing.
1: Yep. Status quo going into week seven, just get back on the horse. And as your division leading Tampa Bay Buccaneers, just keep on keeping on. Um, yeah, we would have really liked to have won that game, you know, kind of put some distance there. But you know, um, you, you lose, you know, you lose a hard one. You got to get up, dust yourself off, and move on. You know, 17 games, it is what it is. You lost, you lost to a really good Lions team. You can't take anything, can't take anything away from it. You can't, you know, they came to play. We weren't able to do what we needed to do, and that's it. But you know, luckily we're still, you know, in the mix in the division right now, and you just keep moving. That's it. Get ready for next week. Yeah. Uh, last game,
0: we'll touch on uh, at least as a as at least as a deep dive. A uh, bit of an ugly one between Seattle and Cincinnati. We, I was kind of thinking that maybe these two teams would kind of show off their offense a little bit and they really, and I mean Geno put up a ton of yards but he also threw two picks um and Kenny Walker got in the end zone Jamar Chase had a decent game but didn't really go off didn't find Pater uh Burrow had Joe Burrow had a very efficient game but certainly didn't uh blow blow the doors off anybody like we're like we're used to seeing Joe Burrow do so mm-hmm. this one i guess we can sum up as an ugly win and the way Cincinnati's season has gone so far uh, coming, and then c- coupled with coming off of that Arizona win, is an, is an ugly win kind of what Cincinnati needs to needs that ails them?
1: I think they needed they needed a game like this where, you know, Joe took three sacks, um, was, you know, uncomfortable for most of the game to kind of make sure that that calf is, I'm not going to say 100%, because it probably still isn't 100%, but as close as can be right now. So and, you know, their defense stood their defense, you know, played big. And that's what this team is really going to need, because until, you know, Joe has one of those, you know, shiesty games where he's throwing four touchdowns, throws for like three sixty two and, you know, just lights it up. You're still hesitant on him because, you know, we don't know what the calf is. So, no, it's a good win, you know. Not all wins are pretty. You're not gonna, you know, win seventy to twenty, man. You, you sometimes you gotta win the the hard ones, and you know, Seattle's a good team. You know, they're gritty. That defense is solid. You know, and at the end of the day, you know, someone's got to win, and since he made enough plays to do it, where where do you rank them in the AFC now? After
0: we've seen a couple a couple games in a row where they're starting to turn the corner and look and look. Somewhat of a semblance of the Cincinnati. We thought we knew. Where do we wow. rank them in the
1: AFC? Where do I rank them? Um, let's see. Wow. Because right now, right now they're like they're like they're not in the playoff hunt. Right now. Playoff started today. I'm looking right now, they'd be 12th. So they've got a while. They've got a climb. Now, mind you, ahead of them, real quick, you got the Raiders, the Jets, Houston. Colts, huh. you know, um, Cleveland and Pittsburgh at three and two in the, in the sixth spot. So they're going to have to go on a run. Like they literally are probably going to have to go win like the next four or five. They're going to have to have probably a signature game and kind of say, here we are, we're back. You know, you might have slept on us. If they can turn it into like they're three and three, if they turn it to seven and three, then everyone's like, oh, okay, here we go. Because right now they're two games out, you know. You know, you got KC and Miami both at five and one, and then you got a log jam at four and two with Baltimore, Jacksonville, and Buffalo. So they're going to have to go on a run. Yes, let's
0: speak to the parity in the league because in on the AFC, we've got the Dolphins at the top. We've got Baltimore and Buffalo and Jacksonville who are four and two. But all of them with you know some issues as we've gone over. Kansas City sitting pretty at five and one, but there's a lot of three and three, three and two. The NFC is kind of the same deal. You have the Lions, the Eagles, the Niners, but ever a lot of other teams four and two, three and two, two and three, three and three. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of parity in the league right now, and um, a lot of that parity nobody really stands out from uh, any other team. So, uh, how what do we look at like the next level down? In, in case the top dogs struggle, in case they have of those "quote unquote" choke moments in a big in a in a playoff game w- of that like log jam in the middle of, of the league, what kind of gems can we pull out of that? It's like okay, if anyone's gonna make a run, it might be them.
1: Well, if you're talking the AFC, I, honestly, I don't know because you can look at all these teams and say there, there's enough flaws where you you wouldn't hang your hat on them because the team above them, you'd say, well, you know. Like right now, Cleveland, in, Cleveland is the odd man out right now, seventh spot right now, three and two. Pittsburgh has got the sixth spot, three and two as well. You'd sit there and say, well, you know, Cleveland beat the Niners. But here's the deal. Next week, um, I don't know exactly who they're playing next week. I'd have to look. But are they just are they not gonna have that hard or are they gonna deflate and next thing you know be back, be down, you know, go three and three? Like that log jam isn't there isn't anyone where I'm like, wow, all right. So by default, you could say Cincy. You could say they're they're catching up, you know, you could say because Burrow was hurt, that's why they're three and three. That's the reason that, you know, if he's healthy now, they're gonna rip off, you know, go four or five and they're gonna be they'll be in it. In the NFC, you're looking at that and you're sitting there going, all right. So the sixth seed is Seattle at three and two. The Rams are the seventh seed. No one would have thought the Rams would be sitting at three and three at this point, (laughs) knocking on the door for the playoffs. Yeah. And then after that, you've got Washington, Atlanta, New Orleans, all at three and three. And then you've got Green Bay at two and three, Minnesota at two and four, which nobody thought either. Yeah so gems it's really hard to say i don't i don't think there are any real gems on in either conference i i said cincinnati just because burrow was hurt but there's no real team where i'm like oh man man they catch hot you know they could be it it's just it's it's a hodgepodge and i expected this out of the nfc more than i did the afc the afc is more of a surprise no doubt because we were saying, wow, man, there could be, you know, 10 teams with 10 wins, you know, like this is going to be murderer's row. And you look at it and it's like, no, man, that's just that's just an ugly mess. And it looks no better than the NFC. So 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 no faith in Kenny Pickett. <laughs> really? Yeah. OK. Oh, you mean the the greatest 500 team over the last 10 years? Yeah. OK. Mediocrity 101. Go Steelers mm -mm. Well, you know what we aren't? We are not
0: mediocre. (laughs) Sorry for the late show this week, folks, but you know what? That's what happens
1: when you hit the road and travel and go to games. (laughs) That's it, man. When we're there, living it for you guys, for you Colts fans who couldn't make it. We were there.
0: Yeah. Bearing the brunt of the pain so you don't have to.
1: Yeah. See, at home, you could turn it off. We had to sit there. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Week six was a hell of a ride. Bucks McGee, take us off air. All right, guys. Well, we thank you for this lovely journey that you followed us on week six. Um, Week seven, I think, plans to be something a little special. I don't know what it's going to be, but it'll be special. Um, We thank you all for listening. Um, Stay with us. There'll be more fun and entertainment as the weeks go on. Week seven, can't wait. Nutmeg, it's been an honor as always, sir.